Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why it's can't like you Vive, say tires? Vive Clouteau. It's the same Just thing. Just say tires. Uh, where, where do we pick up from? Hi, uh, everyone. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I also uh, went to a school dance with a girl that watched Titanic, I think, 17 times in the theater. It was a different time back then. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. There's HBO hot where it's like you watch it and you're like, wow, she's dangerous. I'm into that. We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Funnier. Sportsier. More Labradoodles. <laughs> On 1080, The Fan. show's going to get smarter and better looking in about 15 minutes when Nick Krubke from Fox 12 joins us. It's going to be a... Delightful reunion. You used to work at Fox 12 with Krupke. Love Krupp. Krupp's great, man. Your dude. He is uh, one of the most staunch Washington State Cougar fans you will ever meet. He's a graduate from there, right? Edward R. Murrow School of Broadcasting out there. Yes, he is, but he'll make every excuse possible to let you know that they're actually a good team. But he does it in a very subtle way, not like you with the Seahawks or Mariners. He does it in a way that's like very just like, oh, yeah, but that guy was hurt, so it's not a big deal. So you're suggesting that I'm not subtle? You're not too subtle about your homerism of Seattle. It's funny that it's homerism. Like if I had a, if, if I was a fan of the Rams, everybody'd be like, "Oh, well, at least you don't live there." What's wrong with being a homer? Because it's it, and I'm saying this very nicely. It's it's a little nauseating sometimes. Like the thing where I kept saying, like, "Oh, the championship window is closed." Yeah. And you were like, "Well, yeah." I mean. You know, it was never open. No, it's it's no, a fluid uh, thing. What yeah? are you talking about? All I said is if you have an elite quarterback, the window is never closed. That's what I said. Would you consider Russell Wilson an elite quarterback? Okay, now hold on a second. Let's do this. Okay. Eli Manning. Is the window closed in New York? <laughs> is he an elite quarterback? Yeah, he's won two Super Bowls. Over the last couple of years, has he played like an elite quarterback? Well, he's won two Super Bowls. <laughs> he's supposed to be an elite quarterback, right? I would say he once was. Peyton Manning. Was the window ever closed? Obviously not, because in his worst season that he ever had, he won a Super Bowl. Bad example. <laughs> Jimmy Garoppolo. Is the window closed? No. No, it's not. No. No. That's pretty easy, though. Yeah. 
But if we say it about somewhere that's not Seattle, again, using the is the window ever closed on Green Bay as long as they have Aaron Rodgers? Hmm. No. Well, they got rid of Jordy Nelson, so yes. <laughs> If you missed any of the first hour, uh, you can listen to the podcast. It's on 1080thefan.com. Just go to the on-demand button, and you can uh, find us there. Um, right now, we've got two polls up on Twitter, at CenterSaint1080. Will, what are our polls, and how are the results looking? <coughs> Excuse you. <coughs> Who's the biggest crybaby in the NBA? 4% say Robin Lopez, 20% say LeBron James, 37% say Russell Westbrook, and edging out by 2% is Kevin Durant. Woo! 39%. Who is not on there is Chris Paul. Who would have won that. Who apparently was a resounding favorite. Now, our second poll uh, was kind of supposed to make up for that. If you could have the defense mechanism of one animal, which one would you pick? Uh, 16% said skunk. 19% said Chris Paul, so that kind of makes up for it. Uh, 29% say porcupine and, porky and 36% say chameleon. I don't agree with that. I'd want to be a porcupine. Porcupine? I, I told you that the problem with that is somebody sneaks up behind you at the office and just goes, hey, Will, just wanted to see about those reports. Boom! Bunch of quills in their face. Yeah. Then you're called into HR. Will, you quilled another person. We need to talk about this. You can't be doing that at the office. You're like, it's my defense mechanism. Control it scared me. Well, nobody's gonna mess with me anymore. Like, if Nobody that's the case, mess. okay. Who so messes with you now? Oh, plenty of people in the office. <laughs> it's awful. People always, people always mess with me. My stuff. People if I had are porcupine always, quills. If I had porcupine quills, that would end quick. People that get paid more than me are always asking me to do things. Oh, unbelievable. It's awful. And if I had porcupine quills, nobody would ask me to do anything. It'd be great. I could just sit there and stare at my computer all day and. Act like I'm working. Uh, this is from the text line, 55305. When it comes to Luke and Will, the window may be closed, but it may be the closet is always open. Is that a gay joke? I think so. That's Sam the Mailman. I think he called us a couple. Oh. Well, I'm into Sean McVay. Sean McVay, by the way, ha-ha. <laughs> how the hell That is, rhymed. How, does, how the hell does he stay in such good shape? I saw him at a press conference recently. He looks like he's just been working out like five days a week. So if he spends all of his time at the facilities, do you think there's probably an opportunity to lift weights? Well, then how do you explain Rex Ryan? That's always befuddled me, but you don't even have to leave the Rams organization. Explain Wade Phillips. Well, Wade Phillips, I don't know what's running him. His hairline, which is really funny, just keeps receding very small, like very little bits each year. Like it's very noticeable. Do you understand how receding works? You just defined it. Yes, but it's very, it's very slight. It, it's not like, um, like Newheisel. Like Newheisel's just like one day we turned the TV on and we were like, "Whoa, what happened to his hair?" Yeah. Uh, Wade Phillips. It's like you can really see it happening. James Brown has that the weirdest hairline I've ever seen. Isn't he dead? No, not the not the singer, the, the oh, broadcaster. Sorry. Oh, right. Yes, he does. Yeah, his looks like he's wearing a uh, beanie that's only halfway on. Yeah, that's the most bizarre hairline. It's a sports. bad hairline. It is. And why wouldn't he go by, I guess you just go by James Brown. Why wouldn't Brown. you change your name? No, I know. Yeah. I, I thought the same thing. Why the hell are you go by James Brown? Because that's what everybody thinks. Maybe this generation won't think so much of, you know, the coked up singer. Godfather of soul? Yeah. High on God. 
but maybe they'll think of James Brown as that one guy on CBS. No, I don't think that's. I don't think you're ever going to supplant the original James Brown. The one black guy on CBS. And you can't go Jim Brown because that's the greatest football player of all time. Some will say. Do you notice that CBS is like almost all white, and then there's Jim Brown. CBS. Sorry, James Brown. <laughs> Who else do they have? I'm trying to think on CBS. Uh, they got yeah Boomer, and you had Phil Sims, which yeah. those guys are identical. Um, yeah. Are they Bill Cowher? Yeah, you got you got a uh, you got Bill Coward. You had Dan Marino for a while until yeah. he got really pissed off and slammed his fist on a table, and then they got rid of Dan. Don't blame him. Did you see that? There's this video online of them doing a take for a commercial, and he screws it up, and he gets really mad. And he just slams his fist on the table, and everybody looks at him like, "Whoa." No. And they used to have Shannon Sharp, but then they thought better. Well, Shannon Sharp is now with Skip Bayless on Fox, so you've got that going for you. They belong together. They do belong together. Um, so, uh, um, yeah, no, never mind. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's no way in hell you could tell me you're tired still. This is the most hungover I've ever seen you. Uh, no, this really is though. Now maybe you've been more hungover in your life, but oh yeah, definitely have been. Of the four, what three, four years I've known you, this is maybe. the most hungover I've ever seen. Uh, you. No, I've definitely. Eh, I don't know. I'd have See, to chart it out even... when you've been around when I've been hungover. But there's been some time. I was just looking at the clock. I know we, we got we got Krupke coming up. I didn't want to start into something that would take us down a long road. And then we end up missing him because he's got an Easter egg hunt uh, after we talk to him. He does. I messaged so, him and I go, hey, can uh, can you come on the show? He goes, well, I got an Easter egg hunt at 1030. All right. So in between what may have been our worst segment ever and his Easter egg hunt, we will talk to Nick Krebke. I'd love to come on your show, but I uh, have this family yeah. thing. I'm doing. Yeah. Let's just hope he didn't listen to this to kind of prep and see which direction we were going. We're ready to talk to him. Uh, but uh, Nick, along with being a Washington State fan, is a huge Mariners fan. So we'll talk some baseball with Nick Krebke uh, and see where this conversation goes. We'll do that next. You're listening to The Sinner and the Saint on 1080 The Fan. <laughs> talking about some guys that I miss at least watching basketball. Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Ray Allen, and Grant Hill. I know you're a huge Grant Hill fan. Uh, Grant Hill was one of the more disappointing careers though, just because of injuries. I just, he was, he was you great. You watching it. I think so. I think a lot of people did. Yeah, absolutely. Well, looks like former NBA stars, again, Jason Kidd, Steve Nash, Ray Allen, Grant Hill headlined the 2018 Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame class that was announced today. Other inductees include longtime basketball coach Lefty Drizzle, women's basketball standouts Katie Smith and Tina Thompson, and four-time NBA All-Star Maurice Sheiks. Well, Maurice is getting in there. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's tricky because it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame. So the Basketball Hall of Fame has a lot of great college players and people that made big impacts on the game. I think that's a cool way to do it, too. I, oftentimes, especially in baseball and, and football, you get mired down in who should be in and who shouldn't. At the Hall of Fame, make it a museum and don't make the induction process so difficult. I like the way basketball does it. Do you think Carmelo Anthony will um, get it? I, I mean, he should because then you put together the career he had overseas and at Syracuse, but he never won a title and he's kind of having a womp womp end of his career. Sure, but put a, put that up in a plaque. I just feel like he had a womp womp end of his career and he was kind of a dink. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Carmelo Anthony, <laughs> score, leader, dink. 
There you go. Yeah, put him in. Why do you love Carmelo Anthony so much? More sports scores and stories in 30 minutes. Will Darkens from the Allen Webb Sports Desk. The Allen Webb Auto Family. Value-driven, values-driven. The difference is shocking. Leif's is the only body shop in the market that stands up for your right to make sure insurance companies cover 100% of your claim. A recent survey found that insurance companies routinely attempt to settle claims for around 20 cents on the dollar. I don't know about you, but I pay 100% of my premium. I expect 100% of my claim paid. This is why insurers recommend discount body shops. Cutting corners is good business. Don't settle for pennies on the dollar. Choose Leif's. Airvana is defined as the ultimate level of comfort you'll achieve with the presence of a new Lennox home comfort system. And now, when you buy a new Lennox system at Midway Heating Company, you can choose between up to $1,700 in rebates or up to 72 months interest-free financing. Airvana is just another way they make you feel better. So call Midway Heating Company at 503-252-4003 or visit them at midwayheating.com. Nothing brings people together like Portland basketball. And the Independent Sports Bar and Grill is your downtown location to catch all the pro basketball action. Root for Portland at the city's number one destination sports bar. 32 TVs, 20 taps featuring local brews, craft cocktails, an outstanding whiskey selection, and great food. Game time specials including five buck mini nachos and a port Portland wins. The specials keep going all night long. Tell your friends, meet me at the Indy, the independent sports bar and grill at 225 Southwest Broadway. If you're talking, they will hear you Why are we getting killed like this? Kyle's not here. Got caught drinking beer in the park a couple of nights ago. Really? Yeah. Zero tolerance. He's out for the season. Harsh. Hey, he knew not to drink. We've made that clear to all of our kids, right? Uh, no, not really. Bill. If we don't tell them what we expect and why they shouldn't drink, how are they going to know? Talk. They hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Ulta Beauty's 21 Days of Beauty is here. With new beauty steals every day, it's beauty's biggest event, which means it's also beauty's biggest makeup bag makeover event. And beauty's biggest, is that price real, event. And beauty's biggest, well, you get the point. At Ulta Beauty's 21 Days of Beauty, every day is a new chance to get up to 50% off our most loved brands, like It Cosmetics, Tarte, and more. But the event ends April 7th, so hurry in to binge on beauty only at Ulta Beauty. Convenience. The dictionary defines this word as being accessible, ease of use. That defines Life's Auto Collision Centers perfectly. After picking up your vehicle from anywhere in the Northwest, we call in your claim, put you in a loaner, help with your deductible, fix it right the first time following the manufacturer's recommendations, and bill your insurance company directly. Life's Auto Collision Centers is the definition of convenience. Life's the finest in collision repair. This is the Center of the Saint the on 1080 say. The Fan. So one of my favorite uh, things about baseball is you've got 143 years of Major League Baseball history. You're playing 162 games a year. There's all of these opportunities for, for moments to happen. And every once in a while you come across something that has never happened in the history of baseball. And uh, those always kind of catch my eye. And uh, one of those happened last night um, in game two of this season. So Giants 
Dodgers uh, have played the first two games, and Joe Panic, which is one of the best names in baseball. Yes. Joe Panic, uh, he had a solo home run in the fifth inning off of Clayton Kershaw in game one. Giants go on to win one nothing against their arch rivals, the Dodgers. And then last night in the ninth inning, Joe Panic hits a home run off of Kenley Jansen, uh, the closer, to win the game one nothing. First time ever in the history of baseball, one guy is homered in two back-to-back one-nothing victories in the history of baseball. That's a hell of a start to a season, especially for a team in the Giants that wasn't supposed to really have a great start. They lost uh, Madison Bumgarner. They've got injuries all over the place on their pitching staff. So two big wins against a division rival, but great start to the season. I thought that was kind of cool. Joe Panic, better Bond villain name or porn name? Ooh, um, I honestly don't think it fits either of those. What? No. You couldn't see like, you know, Pizza Boy Express starring Joe Panic and Tiffany Louisiana or whatever. Yeah, maybe porn stars probably better, but he doesn't seem like a Bond villain. Really? No. Joe Panic? Sounds like a sidekick. I don't. uh, Yeah. I can't get on that. Dr. Panic? Dr. Panic. Yeah. Okay. I can can get on board with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If, if if he gets a PhD, he can be a Bond villain. That I, that I can see. Which, by the way, you know how they're supposed to be doctors and they're all evil and everything? It's like, wasn't there a point You during, mean like Dr. Evil? Well, but then like there's there's Bond villains who I, I can't name one off the top of my head, but you know how they're named doctors or... I don't, I don't know Do- that they what, all What about are. Dr. Octopus? Yeah. Spider-Man? Yeah. It's like, wasn't there a point at, in his schooling where everybody was kind of like, I think this guy's up to something not so good. No, don't you remember the origin story? It was perfectly good, and then he went to evil. He he was he was doing work for good, and then you know I don't somebody know somebody screwed him. Yeah, the guy he turned evil. Just turn evil one day. That's how villains are created. They're good, and they're trying to make the world a better place, and then all of a sudden, just a flip switches, and they go psycho. It's a good example of that. What's that? It's a good example of that. Doctor Octopus. <clears throat> Doc Ock. Doc Ock. Yeah. Uh, what about Kevin Durant? What about? Oh, yeah, he's kind of. He's kind of Doctor. He's kind of flipped a switch. He kind of is though. He's that. What? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think he kind of turned into a villain when he left and went. It's kind of similar to LeBron when he left his team to to build a super team. You know, I mean, LeBron moves to Miami and everybody instantly hated him. Durant moves to the Warriors. Not only do we hate Durant, now we hate the whole Warriors team. You know what's interesting, though, is I feel like Kevin Durant didn't really get that people would hate him. Yeah, I don't think he's very self-aware. It's like he didn't really anticipate it. And it's like, well, yeah, dude, but, you know, you kind of left a city that relied heavily on you that was totally backing you. I think there was one headline he ever had that was super negative, which was, you you remember the Mr. Unreliable headline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he kind of whined a lot about it. Yeah, and I mean, that's fine, man. Local press is going to get it. You look at LaMarcus Aldridge. Damian Lillard, I'm sure at some point, will get bad press, um, even though the Portland press is absolutely in love with him. (laughs) Um, But I I just feel like he had to have had some more self-awareness about this. You know, in the interview he did with ESPN after practice, he was saying that this is something that I'm working through. Something that I have to, in the offseason, try to figure out uh, better who I am as a person and blah, blah, blah. And it was just kind of like, dude, come on. You're what, 26, 27 now? Don't you have enough awareness to realize that you screwed a city and you screwed a guy? <laughs> what now? Well, oh, sorry. I should have 
Well, you realize that whole thing that like he went to dinner with Russell Westbrook and was like, no, no, I'm yeah, staying. And then yeah. he left. I know, but just the way you, you screwed him. Phrased it. You realize that you screwed a guy is, is what you said. Do you realize you screwed a man? Yeah, that's kind of kind of what caught me a little bit there. Um, until I was there. <laughs> Final four uh, tips off at, what, 309 today. You've got Michigan Loyola uh, playing down in San Antonio. And then uh, later on, I believe, at 546, got a tip off between Villanova and Kansas. Mm. What do you think? What, how are you feeling about this Final Four here, Darkens? Well, I've told you how I felt. I really just want to see Loyola against Kansas or Loyola against... There was some storyline, wasn't there, that um, I was listening about it on Dusty and Cam, and some of the guys got um, letters from Washington State, or I'm sorry, Kansas State and Kansas that they weren't uh, accepted there. Like, they really wanted to go play there, and then they didn't, and then they got their revenge on Kansas State, and now they want it on Kansas. So the two guys that you're talking about are Clayton Custer and Ben Richardson. So these are two guys that grew up in, and I'm going to do this from memory, Overland Park, Kansas, I believe. Sure. Um, and they were both, like, junior champions and high school champions, and they both wanted to go and play for Kansas. But, yeah, they, the teams were just loaded, and they're like, man, sorry. No room for you here. Custer went to Iowa State and then transferred uh, to Loyola because his buddy kind of talked him into it. But the cool thing that I've that I've heard uh, from interviews with uh, people that are close with their head coach, Porter Moser, who's the coach for Loyola, what he did when he was trying to build this team is he went after kids that won state championships in high school, that won championships in Every level that they played in at good the, schools like Simeon, yeah, the, yeah, what, yeah. The the idea was just go out and let's find kids that are winners. They may not be you know top hundred, top hundred and fifty players, but we're going to get kids that can win, and that really seems to be you know the thing that's propelled them. I mean, you had game winning shots in the first two games. The first three games were won by a total of four points, and and now you've got a chance where you know you can play for a national title and be the first eleven seed to get. You know, to the fi- to the championship game. I don't think the moment's going to be too big for Loyal. That's going to be the really cool part. Now, the defense of Michigan might be too big, but it it won't be the moment that these guys shrivel up in. Is is kind of the sense that I get. And all the post game interviews, talking with the kids, and and you can see how you know good of friends they are. But Ben Richardson was had a had a huge game in the the last game, and he's sitting there, and uh, his buddy comes up, and they kind of do the interview together. But the stage, it, they didn't feel like. It didn't feel like they have any sense that they don't belong playing for this uh, Final Four. So I think that's a really cool storyline. I think it's a little bit missed because everybody goes right to the Sister Jean stuff. So tired of that. Yeah, I'm kind of over it too. Uh, it's, I mean, it's a nice story. And if they win, you'll always remember Sister Jean. But it's just, I mean, it's been. Will you though? Really? If they win? I yeah, don't know. For sure. You think that'll be the thing? But I, I guess what I'm saying is, do you think that'll be the thing you take away from it? Like, I, I hope not. I, I, I genuinely, yeah. I, I, and that's that's exactly what I'm trying to say is, is I hope that's not the only thing that you remember from it. But it's it's been a fun little side story. But now it's the final four, and I'm I'm way more concerned about the guys that are playing. And and I want to, I same thing I always want. I just want to see great games. And uh, and if you can have Kansas playing against. Uh, the Loyola Chicago, I think that's the one of the best storylines in sports that I can remember. I guess. Well, two kids that got shunned from. I mean, what else? What else do you want? You know, you get a chance. Like you said, they already beat Kansas State. Yes, who they couldn't get into, and they they get a chance to beat Kansas. Yeah, you know, we were talking about it uh, this week about um, Adam Morrison 
boo hooing on the basketball court. Yeah. Uh, after he lost against UCLA and sure. he's crying and they had to pick up his. And they keep showing that in the commercial, though. Like, the, body. That, that real winners commercial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they are, come up and pick up a uh, dirtbag Adam Morrison. <laughs> Skeezy mustache Adam Morrison. Yes. Yeah. And they come pick him up. Like, I feel like I haven't had enough of those moments in this tournament where, like, there's things where I'm supposed to feel heartwarming, but I kind of laugh at. Like when he, he was crying on the ground, I was kind of laughing. So I was like, come on, get up. Like, you're you going to get drafted. You're fine. What are you doing? Well, I'm trying to remember where that was. That wasn't a Final Four game. It was Elite Eight. It was like an Elite Eight game. Yeah, I think, yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this is this is kind of the nitty gritty where you get down to it. But you had a 16 beat a one seed. I mean, that was an ass kicking well that was virginia right yeah, yeah the everybody, Tony Bennett knew, everybody knew that would happen sooner or later with them whether it was the first or second round virginia virginia oklahoma the two teams that really just didn't i mean oklahoma did not belong there virginia didn't belong in the first seed they they won the acc and the acc tournament i mean i they, they lost two games all year they belong there nope it not only did they lose they got beat by 20 I mean that smoked. That was that was really the insane thing. Arizona, I thought, just laid an egg. I thought that was one of those moments where you're like kind of laughing at that and immediately did you not see after the Arizona game that their two best players immediately, like thirty seconds after the game's over, like, yo, we're going to the NBA. We're out. We're out. They're like, like that, yo, that was a great moment. Well, what the hell do you expect? You paid him. No, no, I get that. Listen, <laughs> the next day, the next week, whatever it oh, is, no, no. you know, just read the script. Yeah. You know, now's not the time to think about my future. They like came, they didn't even get a question asked. They just no. volunteer the information. They're like, Excuse oh, me? before you guys ask, just let you know, we're gone. Yes. They're tearing out their uniforms. Their agents are I, sitting there. I would like to thank every single party goer and girl that I got with at Arizona. <laughs> That's this literally is, the only reason you go to Arizona if you're a really talented basketball player. Is the parties are insane and the girls are off the hook, hot, smoking hot, dripping, bro. Whoa! Yikes! I feel uncomfortable with that line. Yikes! Um, and Arizona's a decent <laughs> basketball school. They've won oh, national yeah, championships. So, yeah. There's all that. But. Oh, name me one guy who's good that came out of Arizona. One. Mike Bibby. Okay, he was all right. Name me another. <laughs> Salim Stoudemire. He's like a Oswego product. There you go. Yeah. No, Arizona's good. I mean, Lute Olsen had, had great teams for, for years. So, Did Sean Battier? No, I'm sorry. That's Duke. Yeah. Yeah. Sean Miller, uh, Sean Miller hasn't had the success in the tournament, but I mean, they put together some ridiculous teams. And as you mentioned, it is a beautiful campus. Yeah. <laughs> a hot campus. I got to uh, tell you this one time I was, uh, when we were playing in Arizona, uh, Arizona, if you've never been to their stadium, it's probably one of the worst places to play because the student section is God awful. Um, it is very true that that is one of the biggest party schools in the country, but it is just a bunch of tan, good looking people, way too drunk and screaming at you. None of them really know, uh, the rules of the game. They just know that they somehow got there and now it's time to start screaming. And uh, during warmups, when usually the skill players, me being a skill player, quote unquote, uh, would run up and down the field and you'd catch passes just to kind of warm up. They would, uh, as you were running your little go route, uh, as the ball was hanging in the air, the students collectively would go, oh, and then if you dropped it, they would all scream at you <laughs> and curse at you. And they did that to me. And it made me feel pretty bad until we beat them. And it was Nick Foles who we beat. And I ran over to the student section and started screaming at them. And 
they were just screaming right back at me, and it was really not even a very satisfying experience. Sorry to hear that. It's a hot girl, though. Uh, Arizona or Arizona State for girls? Arizona. Yeah. Arizona State's the online school. You notice that? There's a lot of commercials for Arizona State online. There definitely are. There definitely are. All right. So, kids, if you're looking for a school, Arizona, not Arizona State. It's online. Apparently. Look, if you're interested in online schooling. You can tell us all more, more about it. So, uh, we will tell you who we're taking for the final four. We'll make sports predictions. That is a segment we call Crystal Balls. And it is next. All right, we made it to the end of the show. Hangover didn't kill us too bad. You. Oh, well, yeah, but it's our show. You're acting like I have the hangover. Your pep uh, carried us through. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. You've saved this fine radio program. That and, of course, our text line. We haven't, we haven't gone to it too much on air, but it's delighted us uh, in, in the breaks. So thank you, everybody, for contributing there. Somebody's saying they thought that ASU was the hot party school. See, that's what I always thought. It's not. Uh, You've said that, but that's why I asked the question. Well, and that's why I've answered it. I I understand. We don't need to answer it again. No, you don't have to answer it again. Somebody wants the answer. You're the one that brought it back up. Somebody else. Fellas, seriously, U of A over ASU? All credibility lost. ASU, hands down. Well, there you go. That's, Have that's, these people been on campus? I've been to I've been to Arizona State. I haven't been to Arizona. Arizona State was pretty done. Mate. I'm sure it was. Yeah. But you need to walk around Tucson. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll, because I'm we'll, telling you, man. I'll schedule that. They're hot. I'm not saying they're not. I will say this. If I had to live at either place, I'd live in Tempe. Okay. Tempe's a little bit nicer than Tucson. Tucson is definitely has that feel of like... If you ever decided that you wanted to quit being 25 years old, like you really couldn't, you're just stuck in that phase of like, we're going to the bar, we're going to party, then we're going to make our money at this investment bank. Okay. There's your Arizona school breakdown. So, I don't know. I don't know. UCLA is not bad though either. That's also not a bad place to it's hang. not. A beautiful area. Campus is crappy though, I think. Really? It's kind of weird. It, it's a strange campus. I, I understand the beauty of it, quote unquote, but yeah. it just, you kind of walk around it and it doesn't feel like a college campus. I don't know. I worked in Westwood Village for a handful of years and that's a pretty great place to hang out. It doesn't feel like a college campus at all. I mean, it's it's tucked in. It's part of LA. It's yeah. right between Bel Air and, and uh, Westwood. It's, and I mean, I'll put my Homer hat on right now and say I'm a little jaded, but Eugene, I feel like it's the same way. The campus at U of O. It's like they there's a really huge cutoff at U of O where you see that like oh there's the city like it doesn't immerse very well it just like there's I I very distinctly know there's one street where you walk up it and you see this concrete wall that like cuts off the university to where you are now in the city and it's like oh I'm about to step into the university like it's very which you know it's an Oregon town it's a small Oregon city where you know you should just let the university kind of spill in. I mean, that's why Corvallis is so great. <laughs> Everybody knows it. That's why they're the best. The absolute best. Are they going to win a football game this year? I hope. They should. I mean, come on, one game. <laughs> we got like Portland State on the schedule, right? We should win by two. That's a good point. It's a good point. Unless they put one of the receivers in at quarterback to lead the comeback. I couldn't believe that, dude. <laughs> that was a low moment for me last year. Uh, you know, it just got worse from there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it did. You know what? The so low much moment, worse. The low moment for me was that I didn't even watch that game. I didn't think I had to. 
and uh, I was just listening to it on the radio as I was driving around. I think I was doing doing chores that day. And I remember I was going to pick up some groceries at Winco, and I found myself in the Winco parking lot, like hot as hell, because it was a hot September day. And I was listening, nail biting on that last field goal yeah. against Portland State, thinking, oh God, are we going to win? <laughs> That's when I had to do the reality check of, oh God, I'm actually worried about this game. We shouldn't be, we shouldn't really be losing to Portland State. As you have said, their receiver was playing quarterback. It was pretty awful, and that was the best and only victory of the season. It's not and then good. your coach quit. Yes, yeah, so then just I, quit. Take the twelve million dollars. I don't want to be here. He was tired and depressed. He was, and he was shedding weight every day. That was. I mean, Lucky is, is him, there a worse better. season that anyone has ever had? Now I know if I want to lose some pounds, I just have to go coach at Oregon State. Because he did look better after he dropped some weight. Yeah, I mean, less uh, other than like a, a, a physical tragedy, like the, the Marshall plane crash or something, is there a worse season that you could possibly have? Well, I think... I mean, I guess you could have lost all the games, but it's an FCS <laughs> school. Wait a minute. Are you... <laughs> are, you are you telling me that the order of worst seasons of all time in college football starts from the bottom with... <laughs> Marshall and their plane crash and the death of tons of players and coaches all to, oh, and then Oregon state in 2016, 17. What I was saying is I don't want to compare the two, but if you put it that way, yeah, kind of, you're going to even put them, you're not even going to throw a Kansas season in there. I'm sure there was a winless Kansas season. That was even worse. Uh, Kansas has been pretty bad, but they the coach didn't walk out and keep your $20 million. I don't want it. Let, let this guy, he's been on the DB coaching staff for a week and a half. Let him coach a team. He was a lot of energy. I'm out of here. He was very exciting. Ugh. He was a great public speaker. All right. Uh, I thought that was very funny that the, all the players signed that petition to uh, get him on that. Corey, what's his face? Corey Hall. Corey Hall on there. I was like, that's not going to work. Yeah. We, we, we support you, coach. Yeah. We're going to stand behind our DB coach. Yeah. Like, that's not how I don't remember that. Peti- peti- I remember the Oregon one, but I didn't know they did one for Corey yeah, Hall. Or- too. Yeah, they did one for Corey Hall. And it was like, that's going to be their dose of real life where it's like, oh, yeah, I forgot you're 18 and <laughs> yeah, you don't have money. People with money are going to start making decisions now. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Somebody needs to start making some a grown up needs to go in there and start making decisions that's for wh- sure. Why they hired Uncle Mike. Whew, I tell you what. All right. Well, let's get to the final four picks because we need to know, you know, our listeners depend on us every week to give them the wisdom that is our crystal ball segment here. So we'll start again, 309 Pacific time on TBS, number 11, Loyola Chicago at, well, they're playing a neutral side game against Michigan, number three, it's three seed out of their bracket. Five points for Michigan. Who you got? Practically, I have to pick Michigan. They're going to be more physical. Uh, they're going to play better defense. You get five points. I get five points. But really, spirit-wise, I want to see Loyola Chicago because that's going to create the greatest storyline probably of all NCAA tournament history. I don't think you can think – I mean, you were already talking about this, that – there, there really is no better storyline than a number eleven. This would be the first time a number eleven would win a national title game. If oh, this sure. Happened. Yeah, this we're playing a national title game. Yeah. There's been, I think, they're the fourth eleven seed to make it to a final four. None of them have have won that game. Yes, and 
it would, yes, it would become the greatest storyline. Get rid of Christian Leitner. Get rid of yep. Gordon Hayward's possibly shot. Oh, if he made that up. I know, though. But this this is insane. This is a bunch of no-name guys who are all seniors that beat the one-and-done rule and said, we're going to do it right this time. Yeah. And then they're going to go up against a blue blood because it's either Villanova or Kansas. And both of those, Villanova now, I mean, you know, we'll predict that in a second, but I just... Villanova is so damn good that you kind of think if they win that game, there's no way in hell they'd lose to uh, Loyola Chicago. I just, I mean, it would create the perfect storyline. Story well, and I think it's great, too, because this Kansas team, even though they're a one seed, I mean, they needed an overtime victory against Duke, who has always been a thorn in their side. Great and, game. And to have, yeah, and to have, have Kansas play against them again, to have to go through the two schools that you wanted to go to, your first choice being Kansas, your second choice being Kansas State, to go through your two home state teams to win the championship adds another layer to it. So it, in my heart, I'm going Loyola and I'm going Kansas uh, just because I want to see that game. Um, but I'll take Loyola with the points. I think Michigan wins the games, but I think they keep it close. I mean, that that's a one thing about these four teams that are playing is they're all shooting over 40% from three point. Uh, they're, they're guard uh, driven teams. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. It's uh, more exciting. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see just who steps up for it. Uh, you know, the the big moment, and that's that's what's so great about this tournament. And a lot of times, it doesn't carry over into the final four. So it'll be interesting to see if we can kind of keep that. If Cinderella keeps her her slipper on, how does I don't know if that if it's not midnight yet. What's the? I guess it's midnight. Then she turns back into a pumpkin. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out the Cinderella. She doesn't turn into a pumpkin. I think she does. A mouse? What turns into the pumpkin? The carriage. But why would you turn a... Wait, do they turn the pumpkin into, into the carriage? Into the carriage, oh, and I'm it turns sorry. back in, yeah. You were making me think they turn the carriage into a pumpkin for no reason. No, it turns back into... At midnight, that's uh, It turns the, into a pumpkin. The fairy tale... God, could you imagine being in that thing? Wouldn't you be crushed? I don't think so. I don't think a gourd has enough uh, force to crush you. Well, so would the, would the carriage then turn into a giant pumpkin and then you'd be swallowed by the seeds inside or would it shrink back to its size and you would just crush out of it? Villanova is also favored by five over Kansas. Who are you taking in that one? I got to take Villanova because they just have more talent than anything else. I think what you were talking about with that Duke game, um, it revealed how much Kansas might not should have been there. I don't know. <laughs> it, it was a very good game and you would say on both sides it was just kind of one of those games where you know, each team had each other's number, but I have to take Villanova in here because they've won by an average of something like, I want to say eight or 10 points in each of their games. Yeah. And they've, they've gone through their, their toughest shooting nights. They still won. They put up against a couple of great defenses in West Virginia and Texas tech and, and teams that should be able to kind of throw off the way that they play and they haven't been able to do it. So it's hard to pick against Michigan and Villanova, but, uh, but I'm taking, I'm going to just go ahead and take it because that's what I want. I want Loyola. I want Kansas. I think that'll be a great final. I think it'll be great either way. Michigan Villanova. It's Villanova with a chance to win. You know, two out of two in three years. And Michigan was, uh, you know, what five years ago they were in a title game. To have them back, uh, it'll be great to watch either way. Enjoy the Final Four. Everybody have a happy Easter. It's also April Fool's Day. But a lot of severed fingers and in, uh, in Easter eggs out there for kids and try to scare them. That'll be kind of fun. I'll Whoa. figure something out to do. Yeah, not real severed fingers, fake ones or something. Fake ones. Eyeballs. 
Come on, wuss. Do it. (laughs) Just chop off one of your fingers, throw in an Easter egg. It'll be fun. Uh, Big thanks to Nick Krupke for joining us, uh, as well, uh, the sports director over at KPTV. Uh, Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Bye. Forget about your scene. Give the audience a grin. Enjoy it. It's your last chance anyhow. So always look on the bright side of death. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.